Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. We've all heard the phrase, there's power in words, but have you ever really thought about that power and where it comes from? Back in 2018, when I was first diagnosed with Graves' disease, this was a lesson I would soon encounter. I spiraled after my diagnosis with Graves' disease. I became mentally and emotionally drained. I followed the instructions of my doctor and did everything I was supposed to do. My blood work started to show improvement, but my symptoms were still raging. As someone versed in energy healing and spirituality, I knew there had to be more to my diagnosis and treatment. Graves' disease affects the thyroid gland, which is housed in the throat chakra. And I knew about the throat chakra and the throat chakra's purpose is to be the voice within and allow you to speak and live your authentic truth. The throat chakra balances mental and emotional energy, and it's the go-between for the heart chakra to the forehead chakra. This chakra provides clarity between what is right and what is wrong for you. It helps form the authentic truth in your belief system, and it enables you to be assertive in expressing that truth to others. How interesting that this chakra was out of balance. You see, the four years before Graves' disease reared its ugly head, I was going through a divorce. I was in complete turmoil over what was right for me and what was right for my son. The development age for the throat chakra is age 29 through 35, which was the years I was married to my first husband. The years I spent hearing the phrase, I hear you, but no. The years where I was conditioned to not speak up for myself. Armed with this knowledge, I went on a quest for healing. Naturally, like most of my spiritual quest, this one began at a bookstore. I found myself standing in the spiritual aisle of Barnes and Nobles, I didn't quite know what I was looking for, but I let my intuition guide me. I blankly gazed at the shelf in front of me, waiting for a book that would just stand out from the rest. And then I saw it, a small orange and blue book. I don't remember the name of the author or the title of the book. However, I do remember the message I received from that little book. As I flipped through the pages, one paragraph stood out to me. In short, it stated that gossiping was a form of black magic. Hello, that immediately got my attention. What? How could that possibly be? How could a casual conversation be so powerful? As I read on, I came to understand that words cast spells. Spells that imprint on the person being spoken to, spoken about, and spoken from. This concept I could grasp. We've all been in that conversation with someone where afterward we felt completely drained. It could have been from a negative Nancy complaining about her work or an Aunt Linda droning on about her broccoli casserole recipe. I thought about it some more and concluded that words really are a form of energy. They carry their own frequency and vibration. After all, words are expressions of feelings, and feelings most certainly have the capability of influencing our mood and even our day. I had to take a step back and really think about what I had been saying about others, about myself, and about my life. I'm sure you could probably guess that while going through a divorce, I didn't have a whole lot of good words to share. Therefore, the energy I was putting out into the universe through my words carried a lower frequency. 
I'm sure you're asking, okay, Christy, how do you determine what energy a word carries? And I have a simple answer. How does that word make you feel? Words that are associated with fear, lack, uncertainty, and discontent have a lower frequency. And words that identify with joy, fulfillment, harmony, and abundance have a much higher vibration. I know we can't always be rainbows and sunshine. However, knowing the words can be an emotional poison or a healing salve was really key to me understanding how to bring back balance to my throat chakra. Now, being a person who is usually all in or all out, I decided that if I didn't have anything nice to say, I wasn't going to say anything at all. I kept my mouth shut. I felt so powerful. I wasn't putting any negative words out into the universe. I thought I was really doing something there. My ego had really tricked me. Sure, I wasn't saying anything negative, but I was harboring those negative words in my thoughts. I was reminded that what you feel you attract and what you think you become. It wasn't just about stopping the negative words from being spoken. There was a post going around Facebook at this time, and it was my aha moment. Side note, saying Facebook feels like I'm talking about MySpace. Is Facebook even still a thing? Anyways, the post said, Lately, I've been replacing my I'm sorry's with thank yous. Instead of saying I'm sorry for being such a mess, I'll say thank you for loving me and caring about me unconditionally. Aha! That little post was exactly what I needed. Something just clicked inside my brain. I can acknowledge my situations and circumstances. I can even talk about them. However, it is in how I talk about them that can make the difference. Crap is going to happen in life. It's not always going to be peaches and cream. I need to be able to acknowledge it in a way that isn't detrimental to myself or to others. And just like that, with one small shift in my perspective, my inner dialogue began to change. I started to morph the energy of my words from lower frequencies to higher vibrations. I replaced, I'm sorry I'm late, with, thank you for waiting on me. With this shift, I realized I wasn't just shifting my words, but also my attitude and my feelings towards myself and others. I began to look for more ways to shift my words into higher vibrations. No problem became, you're welcome, or definitely. Can't complain, switch to, everything is really well, thank you. I'm exhausted, changed to, I want to rest. Don't was exchanged for, I like it when. I missed you became, it's great to see you again. I'm damaged became, I'm healing. I'm broken flipped to, I'm rediscovering myself. I'm at rock bottom, changed to, I'm starting over. Phrases that I ditched were, I should, I ought to, I must, I have to, I need to, and I'm supposed to. By getting rid of these phrases, I released the negative connotation behind them, which was guilt. I chose to switch these phrases over to a neutral position of, I would like to, or I would want to. I began to sculpt my words into beautiful spells for my life. I felt like I had my vitality once again. You see, by changing my words, I changed the story of my life. There is power in words, and the energy words carry create the backdrop of our lives. 
but they can also keep you stuck and reliving and retelling your darkest moments. Words can verbally throw up negative energy on others and yourself. The worst part is you may not even know the weight you are carrying from the words that you speak, just like I didn't. It's been three years since my diagnosis of Graves' disease, and my journey has taught me a lot, and I'm still learning. I'm grateful now that I know how to harness the power of words, and I hope that you too can cast beautiful spells on your life through your words. Up next, a card reading. Today's card reading comes from The Wisdom of the Oracle deck by Colette Baron-Reed. We're going to go ahead and shuffle the cards now, and let's just see what messages the angels have to say to us for this week. You know, I feel like before I even touch the cards and turn them over, I have to say there is this worry, the energy of worry that I'm picking up on. Um worried about how I'm going to make ends meet, worried about how I'm going to overcome this illness. I'm worried about my life and the direction that it's going. I'm worried about the decisions that I'm making. And so if that's you and you are worried, please take ease of mind, call your angels in to help, and they'll be there for you. So the first card I have is by the book. Um, it has three elephants on there and one is bigger than the other. They're out in the middle of the desert. They're holding each other's tails by the trunk. And when I think about by the book, I think about those people that feel like they need to live their life by the book, meaning, well, I'm supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to have kids. I'm supposed to go to church. I'm supposed to do all these things just so, so. But life is not like that. And I feel like this is a call to break from that pattern and mark your own way through life. What brings you joy? What resonates with you? You already know, but you're just afraid to make that move. The next card is Go the Distance. It has a um, cheetah on it and its spots are kind of flying off of it. Again, this cheetah is in the desert, um, but there's little magical stars around it as well. So sometimes as we're pushing forward and trying to go the distance, we're losing bits of ourselves along the way. What have we had to compromise, give up, and negotiate our way through? And how can we bring those pieces back to ourselves? The next card is Deep Knowing. It has an angel, well, that's interesting. It has an owl sitting on top of a full moon with another full moon and behind it. And there's stars about it. And this is all in the sky. I like that I called the little owl an angel. I like that uh, that was the slip of tongue because, you know, our angels are very wise and they are here to help us. And sometimes they're just waiting for us. Like I spoke about before I began the reading, they're really waiting for us to call them in. I know I get a lot of questions about, well, Christy, how do I call the angels in? Simply talk to them in your head, talk at a wall, say, hey, team angels, I need your help with. 
and just wait and be amazed with the answers that come to you from them. So two moons, two full moons, and I think this situation will have more knowledge and behind it and you'll feel more powerful to kind of move forward on your own and make your own path while maintaining your sense of self. Up next, a meditation. For today's meditation, I'm going to be reading from the book, The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Bryan. It's called The Mountain of Consciousness. If you're at the base of the mountain in the valley, you can't see very far. Your perspective is narrow and limited, and you can't see what's ahead of you or what's around any corner. Because you don't know what's beyond the valley, there is a great fear of the unknown. As you climb the mountain, you begin to notice changes. Your perspective of life expands as you get higher because you can see further and as you see past some of the things that were blocking your view at the bottom of the mountain. Things look different at a higher level because you can see them more clearly and while still fearful, you're not nearly as fearful as you were the day that you were in the valley. Higher again up the mountain, the atmosphere is different, the vegetation is different, and you can see much further than you could before. Life looks very different here and because now you can see a lot of things that were hidden from you before, your fear of the unknown is diminishing. When you reach the top of the mountain, you can see everything in all directions. Nothing whatsoever is hidden from you. Your vision of the world and beyond is fully expanded in every direction. You can see the people in the valley and their limited perspective, and you know from where you are that there's nothing for them to fear. You can also see the people who are at various stages on the way up the mountain and various limitations of their perspective. And where you stand at the top of the mountain, you can see the sheer exquisite beauty and perfection of absolutely everything. You can see that nothing is out of place and there's nothing for anyone to worry about or be afraid of. The spectacle, the wonder, and the mystery of life that is revealed to you is nothing short of magnificent. And when the people in the valley can see the magnificence of what you can see, they will also be free. I think about the fear and the unknown that often comes before we make changes in our life, before we make decisions, and how we teeter-totter back and forth on them. But how hindsight is twenty twenty, and often we ask, why was I so fearful and why didn't I do this sooner? So if you're waiting, this might be your sign to go ahead and make that change and to climb the mountain and get a higher perspective. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to uncommonintuition.com. You can tune in next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode of Uncommon Intuition. Until then!